0: There is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword. So there are some who, when they use words, their words cut. And they hurt. But the tongue of the wise promotes health. So a wise person utilizes words to bring health and wholeness, to build up rather than tear down, to bless rather than curse, to bring together rather than divide.
1: It probably didn't take you long to realize that the sticks and stones saying you hurt as a kid just wasn't true. You've been hurt by things that others have said. And you've likely done some damage with your words, too. Today, Pastor Daniel starts off a new series about the power of words, with a reminder that the things you say can be used to build people up or tear them down. As you yourself have experienced, your words can hurt or heal. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Proverbs chapter 12 as he begins a new study called Your Words Matter."
0: Already for an open secret, I got a big mouth. I've always had a big mouth. I was told that when I was born, I was born crying. I know it might be shocking. I was actually a, a very colicky baby. You're like, that's not shocking. I could totally see that. But I guess I cried pretty much straight for the first year of my life. Now, there was a reason for it, and it wasn't only because I was am a twin, which means I, I, I didn't get all the affection that I could have. But actually, because I was a twin, uh, my mom was trying to supplement our um, feeding with formula, and we found out later that I was lactose intolerant. And so back in the day, they didn't have you know they only had dairy based supplements, you know, and and, and formula. And so I, I was get it was it was it was a mess. And and I remember hearing the story because I was such a loud baby that they used to stick me in the garage. Uh, I know that sounds like child abuse now, but it, it, like, I mean, I would have done probably the same thing. But uh, my, my grandma always tells a story how they would always stick me in the garage and then my grandma would come hang out with me in the garage. But I was such like a loud baby. And, and then as I got older, I'm just a loud person. I've always been, uh, you know, that kind of person. I always think like I have foot and mouth disease. The only time I take my foot out of my mouth is to put the other foot in. And I come from a long line of people who are loud people, right? My mom, uh, very well known for her opinionated language. And and it's so funny though, because like, you know, be, being all Italian from New Jersey, everybody was loud. Like there was almost no quiet people in my family until of course my older sister, Tricia, got married. I love my brother-in-law, Jim, to, to death, but Jim's a quiet guy, you know what I mean? And I remember in the beginning, it was kind of, unnerving because he was such a quiet person. I used to be like, man, what is wrong with him? Like, like, I wonder what he's thinking. And he would never tell you. But now I've known, I mean, I've known my brother-in-law, Jim, for more than half my life and I love him to death and I know what he's thinking because he tells me. But in the beginning, it was like when you're you're a noisy person and you're around people who are quiet, it can kind of of be a little bit scary. Now, why do I bring this up? Because we all learned as kids that uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And that was a good little nursery rhyme, but in the end of the day, can we be honest? It's not true at all. For, for many of us, our words can hurt. You know, we've been wounded by words. You know, uh, we've had these experiences where, where people say things and they stick to us like crazy glue. Right? Like, I don't know how it works for you. Sometimes you could be in a situation and everybody says complimentary things, but one person says something that's negative, and the only thing you can think about for the next week is the negative thing. So our words matter. And today we're going to start a a series looking at the power of words. What are words can do so that we can be aware of it and we're doing this purposefully because you know we're living in a world where attacking other people verbally is kind of becoming commonplace it's such an aggressive culture now and I think you know and, and I'm not against social media at all you all know I do social media as much as the next person but our society now is just so words are just vicious at this point People are vicious to one another. And listen, as a church family, as we see what's going on in our culture, we want to say, well, what does the Bible say about our words? And so we're starting this brand new series today, that we're calling Sticks and Stones. And, And the way I wanted to start this series, you know, normally we teach verse by verse through chapters and books of the Bible. That's kind of our normal way of doing it. But I wanted to start this series with what would be called a topical message, where just to kind of be able to set the framework for this series to be able to look at our words. And so I've called this message, Your Words Matter." Now, the first thing you need to know about your words, and the reason I think this is important also is because guess what? All of us communicate with words. Right? Like, like, I don't miss the fact that your posts on social media, you're still using words. You're not speaking them out. You're typing them. But words are one of the primary ways that we communicate. And so because we're all using words, words are a utility that God has given us to be able to express ourselves and all these different things. We want to make sure that we are utilizing this gift of words in a way that honors the Lord. So so to get this thing going, here's the first step of this. You have to realize that words are creative, Words are creative. Now, you might say, well, Fusco, uh, where do you get that from? Well, listen to Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without, without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Verse six. Then God said, "Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters." Verse nine. Then God said, "Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together in one place, and so on." See the the creation account over and over again. God's words are creating everything. Now. I am not saying that our words are creative the way God's words are, because really God's word can create something out of nothing. The old word for that is ex nihilo, that God can bring something into existence before there was anything there. Now, that's God, God can do that. But our words are creative because we are using things that are already in existence, but Our words have the same creative properties. Let me give you an example. Unfortunately, I was just talking to someone about this about a year ago now, but they were talking about what they were learning since they've come to know Jesus. And they were saying, you know, I was raised where my my father used to say, you're worthless, you're worthless. And, And that was a common thing. The dad was broken, obviously. But when you tell your children that at some point, they begin to believe that. But then when this person came to know Jesus, they were like, oh, I'm not worthless. I'm of such value that Jesus gave up his life for me. And, and now all of a sudden, these words that were spoken by a, a broken parent created a view of the world that Jesus is fixing now. And in a lot of ways, when we realize that our words are creative, it shows us the power that we have within our words and how it's important that we be careful. What do you want your words to create? Listen to what it says in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. It says, There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Wow! See, see, that's why we're going to be using a lot of Proverbs here, this book of wisdom, so much about the tongues, that there is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword. So there are some who, when they use words, their words cut, and they hurt. But the tongue of the wise promotes health. So a wise person utilizes words to bring health and wholeness, to build up Rather than tear down, to bless rather than curse, to bring together rather than divide. Now, you know, even as I read this, you know, and I've I told this to you before that where the way that I was raised, like sarcasm is a love language. Like if if when I was raised, when somebody loved you, they just picked on you the whole time. Right, And I remember because sarcasm was a love language when, when my bride Lynn and I first got together, I was always just making fun of her, always just giving her a hard time. And I didn't realize at the time, I realize it now because we've talked about it a lot, that words of affirmation were very important to her. And I remember when my, when my bride Lynn met my, my family, one family member was really picking on Lynn. They weren't picking on her, they, they were just joking with her. And I remember she was like, I don't think they like me very much. I'm like, no, they totally like you. No, they were just being mean to me the whole time. I'm like, oh, no, that's because they like you. And she was like, what? And I'm like, no, no, because they pick on you. It's proof that they like you. If they didn't like you, they wouldn't even talk to you. And she's just like, that's weird, Daniel. And it took me a while to get it, but I'm like, oh, it is weird. Because in my family, like, we were used to be kind of pierced by words, and it was, it was playful, and it wasn't, it wasn't meant to tear down. But when you realize that words are creative, right, your words can either cut down— Or your words can can promote health. Listen to what it says in Proverbs chapter 15 verse 1 about words being creative. A soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger. Now you hear that. So in the midst of a conversation, if you share a harsh word, then it creates the context for wrath to be able to happen. Right? But in the same thing, a soft word will turn away that wrath. So you see that the way that we respond in situations has the creative ability either to stir up anger or to turn away anger. Now, you see how important this is? Because just like where the rubber meets the road where we all live. We talk to people all the time, right? And how often when somebody, when, there, when something goes on and things get heated that we add A harsh word onto it we make it worse or how often when someone gets something gets heated we say oh hey hold on hold on a second i I think i think we're going down the road that neither of us want to go down right now see we're all always in communication with other people whether it's via email or text or direct messages or social media or we're talking one-on-one and really a lot of us have not taken hold of the fact that god wants to do something with our words And your words are creative. Just the way God created the heavens and the earth through words, we can promote health, we can cut like a sword, we can create fights, or we can stop fights with how we choose to use our words. And I believe that God wants to do a revolutionary work in all of us, in the ways that we speak what we choose to say, why we choose to say Now, what else does the Bible teach us about words? Well, it teaches us that words are a window into your heart. That words are actually a window into your heart. Really what it means is that what you say shows you what's in your heart. You don't believe me? Listen to what Jesus said. This is Matthew chapter 12, verses 33 to 37. It says this, either make the tree good, And its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasures of his heart brings forth evil things but i say to you that for every idle word men may speak they will give an account on of it in the day of judgment for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned ouch I mean, those are the words of Jesus. I mean, it's amazing what he's saying. He's saying that words are a window into your heart because he says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So here's the deal. Anytime whatever comes out of your mouth shows you, it's a window into what's actually in your heart. I remember a personal story. When, uh, when my bride Lynn and I first got married, I never wanted to say things that were intentionally hurtful to my bride you know it's like i I wanted to build her up she's god's daughter and she's my bride and of course my bible tells me that you know like that she's my own flesh so if i treat her good i'm treating myself good and there's all these things that it says and so but i remember one time uh, we must have been married for maybe four or five months at the time that that i remember we had a disagreement and i intentionally said something to hurt her and and right as i realized it, i apologized i was aware that i did it and I remember talking to a buddy of mine who, who was a guy who I would always talk to about these things. And I, and I confessed it to him because he was, you know, a guy who was giving me accountability and helping guide me through life. And and I remember, I'll never forget what he said. I told him what happened. He said, well, okay, well, it's good that you apologize, but at least you, now you know what's in your heart. I'm like, oh, wait, what? He's like, no, now you know what's in your heart because it came out because it's, it, the only reason it came out of you is because it's what's inside of you. And Jesus really, Jesus is interested in cleansing our hearts, the control center of our life. And our words are a window that you can peek into what is in my heart. So here's what I want to tell you. Like if you're, if you're driving and you get cut off by somebody and, and, and you roll down the window and you curse at them, right? It's easy to say, well, I did that because they did. But actually, no, all of that cursing is what's in your heart. That's why it came out of you. Right, And so the words that we use are actually a window to show us where we're at and what's in us. And one of the things that I love so much about the Lord is the Lord already knows what is inside of us. It's not like the Lord is shocked by these things that are inside of us. The Lord already knows. Often we can be shocked by what's inside of us. But what we end up having is that once we realize that there's something inside of us that is not what God would have. Then we come to the Lord and say, oh Lord, we confess it to the Lord. Lord, you know what's in my heart. And Lord, I want to turn away from it. Lord, I'm giving it to you. I'm, I'm agreeing with you that that's wrong. And Lord, I want you to, to do a work to cleanse my heart so that I feel differently or I think differently or I act differently. See, each one of us is responsible for our own words. But our words show us what's in our heart. Now, I want to take a moment and speak to you exceedingly blessed people who are quiet, okay? I don't, like, I'm envious, you're blessed, I'm jealous, in a godly jealousy, I wish I was quieter. But I know, and I've talked to a number of people who are quieter, you may not say it, but all these things you want to say, because you're not, like, a talker, when that stuff comes out that you choose not to say because you're wise, right?, don't miss the fact that even though you don't say it when it comes out of you, still you want to repent of that. You didn't speak it out, so it didn't create anything negative, but you're still seeing what's in your heart even if you're not expressing it outward. Does that make sense? One of the things I catch myself doing sometimes is with social media because you can always place your thoughts out there. I'll write like a, a post and I'll write it just to get it out, but I will never send it because I'm like, actually, this isn't what I want to do and this shows a, a window into my heart and it felt good to get it out but I actually don't want to actually have anybody impacted by that. So I choose to delete it. But then because I wrote it, I know what's in my heart. I'm like, Lord, you're interested in doing heart surgery. And that's what I love so much about who Jesus is. Jesus is the great heart surgeon. He wants to do a work in all of our lives. And none of us are c- completed yet. I mean, in Christ, we're perfected, but our experience of that perfection every single day, we're in this process of sanctification. So I, I always like to remind people that like, I'm not what I used to be and I'm not what I'm gonna be, but today's a day to move in the right direction. So, so God is doing a work. And so when you see what's in your heart through the words that you, that you choose to speak or the words that you want to speak but you are smart enough not to say it, it's an opportunity to confess it to the Lord, to repent, and then of course rejoice in God's forgiveness that he would love people like us. Because I mean, you hear what Jesus says here in, in, in Matthew chapter 12. That a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. And then he reminds us that for every idle word that we speak, we will give an account for in it, on the day of judgment, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Now, that last statement is kind of heavy, isn't it? That we all going to give an account, because really on the day of judgment we give an account for the totality of our lives, and our words are part of the totality of our lives, but really don't miss the fact that By the words of our mouth, we'll be condemned or justified because we confess Jesus with our mouths. And that's what the Apostle Paul talked about in Romans chapter 10. See, that's why it's so important for us to confess Jesus as Lord. Because with confession, it's made unto salvation. See, so when you believe in Jesus, you're you're not ashamed to say, I confess that Jesus is my Savior. Because we take that step because that confession is the key to eternity being justified because of the finished work of Jesus. So we want to grab hold of the fact that our words show us what's in our heart. And when we see what's in our heart, we want to be able to confess what's wrong, repent of it, and rejoice. And obviously, if you have good things coming out of your heart and you're speaking uh, beautiful words, you praise God for that because it's God, the Spirit's work in your life that's doing that as well. Now... Because of all this, what do we learn? We learn next that words must be guarded. Words must be guarded. Because for every idle word that we speak, Jesus said, we're going to have to give an account. So we, we want to not just speak our minds all the time. We want to guard our words. One of the things that I always like to remind myself and tell other people is that once you say it, you can't take it back. Like it's been said, those words, because they're creative and it's a window in your heart, it's better not to say it than to say it and wish you hadn't, right? So you need to guard your words. Now listen to what it says, Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23. Proverbs 21, 23 says it this way, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. I mean, could it get more plain as day than that? Because if you take the alternative, if you don't guard, then you're creating troubles for your soul because not everything we say should see the light of day. Now, I think that's one of the struggles we have in our culture because our culture has kind of grown to say that like, I am just who I am. Like, we we really want transparent. Everyone's like, well, this is who I am. Deal with it. And actually, the Bible says that's the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. Like, we live in a day where people are like, well, that's who I am. If you don't like it, you can deal with it. No, no, no. That's foolishness. Because really what it's saying is that me as I am, I should impose that on everybody. It's the ultimate in narcissism and pride. Actually, what God wants is for us to be aware of what we are, but not impose that on everybody. So just because you think it does not mean you should tell everybody that. And listen, I say that somebody who's failed at this in infinite ways. Like, we're doing a series on one of my big life struggles so that I can grow in it, you know? And so, so as I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, the person who always tells everybody, just says whatever they're feeling, that's foolishness. It's, it's folly. Listen to Proverbs 13, verse 3. He who guards his mouth preserves his life. But he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. That's why I say words must be guarded. God does not, like, there's a difference between transparency and vulnerability. Transparency says, this is who I am, deal with it. Vulnerability says, this is who I am, can you help me? Right? And in a world that loves transparency, everyone just speaks their mind. The Bible says, actually, don't do that. Guard your mouth and then ask for help. Don't say the things that you wish you had. I mean, and listen, how many of you have said things you wish you hadn't before? All of us have, right? There's, like, you have, you're having a disagreement or you're having a discussion and all of a sudden you say something, you're like, why did I say that? And because you didn't guard it, now you have, there's troubles, there's all these things that go on because words are creative. They give a window into our soul and once they're out there, you can't pull them back. And that's why, of course, the Bible says, Lord, uh, Let our
1: words be few. Mirrors show you what you look like. What you see in your reflection is what others see when they look at you. In the same way, your words are like a mirror showing you what's in your heart. Today, Pastor Daniel urged you to pay attention to what your words reveal Ask God to help you with the brokenness that's rooted in your heart. He already knows what's there and He wants to transform you from the inside out.
0: Everyone needs a little encouragement to get through their day, and we have a way to provide that for you. Pastor Daniel has some excellent advice, truth and love to share in his two-minute messages available on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just go to JesusIsRealRadio.com and click on the social media links to find them. You won't be disappointed, and your day just might get a little brighter. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Daniel Fusco from Jesus is Real Radio. I'm so excited about what Jesus is doing through this ministry to change lives and restore his people. Would you consider partnering with us as we continue to share the message of Jesus here on Jesus is real radio? You can find out more and donate securely online at Jesus is Thank you for prayerfully considering this
1: next time on Jesus is real radio. Pastor Daniel will keep working through this overview of how and why your words make a difference. You'll learn that you need to guard your words because they matter. God wants you to use your words to bless the people in your life. The things you say can be a vehicle for God's blessings in someone's life. God will use you to build up, restore, and bring healing to the lives of those around you. You've been listening to Jesus is Real Radio with Pastor Daniel Fusco of Crossroads Community Church. Pastor Daniel will continue teaching through this series called Sticks and Stones. Until then, may God bless. God bless.